This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. I'm here in the internet land with Jesse and Jimmy. Hello. All three of us back together again to bring an episode. Virtually. Yes, I should say, I should, full disclosure is we are recording this episode a mere hours before it's going to post, because there's no time like the last second. Yeah. Live. It's practically live. It's practically live. live. Oh, that could be a disaster <laughs> if we ever decide to do a live episode. One day. One I mean, day. I, I will say all the live stuff that's going on with social media now is actually incredibly impressive. Ooh, yeah, Facebook Live, we can do that. Yeah, no, like Facebook Live, I've just been seen some really cool stuff happening, especially with all the craziness over the election. <laughs> oh yes, the election. So talk talk about an impossibility <laughs> for for anybody or everyone to be happy. <laughs> yes, that's that, that could be uh, that could be an exciting uh, impossibility to explore eventually. Right. <laughs> so that being said, what are we talking about today? Well, go ahead, Jesse. What are we talking about today? Oh, yes. I uh, sort of checked out when I heard election. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to talk about what I sort of wanted to do this whole week, which is uh, go into the earth. You know, like stick your head in the sand. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. It's, it's lost. <laughs> anyway, journey... To the center of the earth. Ah, perfect. Excellent. What, what what prompted this topic, Jesse? Uh, somebody suggested. Who suggested? Somebody at work, I think, brought it up. Perhaps that sounds. Yeah, that that sounds right. I think. I feel. I don't remember. I feel familiar. I don't remember who it was. Either way, we. It wasn't one of ours. It wasn't one of ours. No, but I think one of our ideas. I think it was an external uh, suggestion. I agree with you. But it is a good one. Yes. Certainly one I've wondered about at, at times, especially with all the discussion of like uh, hyperloops and uh, faster airplanes and like you know, record times and travel and travel to space and space moon elevators. Right. It, yeah, for sure. It, like I've always thought about this, uh, this type of topic, especially when it popped up on our list. I thought about it as more of a like could you create a pathway, a shortcut between like America and China – or between, uh-huh. you know, Australia and whatever's on the other side of the earth from Australia. But, like, could <laughs> could you potentially do that? And then in doing that, would it then – would you gain some sort of efficiency in travel because of the magnetic draw of the center of the earth? I think it's a, an interesting interesting topic from the, from the perspective of uh, transit, but I'm sure that there are other things to the conversation. Yes, there certainly are. But have you ever read the book, Jules Verne? No, so I have not read the book. Have you read the book, Jimmy? No, I have not. I have been on the ride in uh, Tokyo, though, in Disneyland. So I think <laughs> I feel pretty equipped. Oh, you're an expert then, practically. I would say, practically. Oh. I have actually been to the center of the earth. <laughs> nice. Very nice. There's a lot more water. <laughs> huh. Who knew? Yeah. So what, what is the book what? about? What is uh, Miss, Mr. Jules Verne's book about? I started the book. And it, it's pretty good. I'm about three chapters in, but it's, you know, every time I start to read it, I fall asleep. And not because it's bad, but because I'm just that. You're that tired. I'm that prone to falling asleep. 
at any moment. All right. Would you, are you borderline narcoleptic, but, or is this just like a? Is this like? Is this what I have uh, in store for me from being the father of two children? <laughs> um, I I think it's just I don't sleep oh. uh, hardly on any. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'm narcoleptic. There's always, there's these stories about my uh, grandfather on my dad's side. He was a mechanic, and he'd be underneath his car, and you'd hear the ratchet kind of. <laughs> and then you know, five or ten minutes would go by, and <laughs> so he would just fall asleep under there. He's not falling asleep; he's just conserving energy. That's all it is. Yeah, right. No, well, it's, I mean, it's peaceful. Well, power nap. Yeah. He understands he's going to need some strength to get through whatever he's ratcheting, so he just kind of can yeah. goes to sleep mode for a second. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. Yep. So you're three chapters into this book. Uh, I'm assuming it's more of a dramatic take on uh, journeying to the center of the earth, like there's creatures or something down there, maybe hell. I have no idea. Yeah, it is. So the uh, within three chapters, you know, nothing's happened because he's actually a good author and he he does the the exposition and and all the setup and all that. So Hmm. nothing's happened. Oh, they have not gone within the crest at all within three chapters. Wow. But I did watch the movie, the old one. Uh, oh, jeez. How old is it? It's from the 50s, I think. Uh, I'm going to look it up. But it was good. It's pretty good. I, I would like to they point out, though, was, if you look at the history of these podcasts, I would say nine times out of ten, if you talk about the research, Kyle and I will immediately say, well, I went on Google, or I looked at Wikipedia, and Jesse will almost always say, like, well, I'm four chapters into this 20-chapter yeah. book. <laughs> I was just thinking that Jesse has done a lot more due diligence in the, like, literary uh, source of the material, or, or, like, I mean, at the very least, going to see the movies and stuff. Right. Like, those are things that... I, I just I can't believe that neither of us have done, Jimmy. No, I went I went on the ride. Where <laughs> yeah, were you guys? Oh. That's something I didn't do. You know, that's, that's uh, very. It true has almost nothing to Jimmy's do with what we're about, but I I feel equipped to talk about it. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad <laughs> I'm you did research. Yeah. I'm curious about the ride, though. It, do it tell. Was in, it's that for anybody who's never been to any of the Disneyland parks in Japan, you ultimately need to go. They are probably the most impressive things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, just from an overall themed attraction, the rides are just... its They're probably... The line cues themselves are just as entertaining as the ride, it, the ride is. Just everything's huh. beautiful. Everything's very, very highly detailed. It, it is incredible. And it... Yeah... It's the one park I haven't been to, or the one resort I haven't been to that Disney has to offer. So, I, I've I've always had uh, a lot of anticipation. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't don't know that like Japan is the one. The Tokyo resorts are the ones that that are just franchised, and Disney doesn't actually own. I think is how it works. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think I think they do Disney better than Disney does. <laughs> Well, you know that's possible. Uh-uh. I obviously likely if you if you and everybody's opinion is that, but <laughs> I'll have to. There, I found a, a, a like a front facing POV of the, the that ride, so I'll post that to the yeah the website so everybody can watch it. But yeah. ride is pretty cool. So Jesse and Jimmy, uh. 
if we were to see, if we were able to journey through the center of the earth, do we, do we actually think we could go straight down? If you could go straight down right through the core, the middle of the earth, is that, do you think that that is something that is even possible for any object to do, much less humans? Uh, well, see, I'm a little conflicted because I'm usually the person that's like, yeah, everything's possible. I don't think this has a single shot. There's, this is to travel straight through the core. I mean, there's a couple of factors. One, we're not even a hundred percent sure what the core is even made out of. We're pretty sure it's some solid mass. There's some people out there that think it's like a solid ice, like dense enough to where it's like super frozen. Some people think it's actually dark matter that's dense down there. So the biggest theory right now that it's lead, but there's even a couple people that think, uh, there's even a couple people that think it's a, a, uh, I was just reading it a second ago. It's actually a natural, a nat, a natural nuclear reactor just chugging huh. away down there. So that's an interesting that's theory. It's kind of neat. <laughs> it's uh, it, the idea of that that uranium is settled into the core and that much pressure has caused like actual nuclear fission, uh, which is insane. Uh, or right, who knows? Uh, but I don't know. You think about all of these things like we can't even travel underwater very well. I I can't imagine that we'll be able to invent something that will break the physics of traveling through the entire Earth. And I mean, let's take all of the gravity and everything out of the equation for a second and just think about just the sheer just you're crawling through that much rock and like molten lava and everything like I don't know. I don't think anything could ever go through it. The way, the, the things, the little that we know about the way the planets are formed is that there's, so there's, um, when there isn't any, any planet in an area and there's just some, so there's like a star, there's a star right at the center of every system. So our system, for instance, the solar system, a lot of, pre-formed planets were traveling around the sun in an orbit and it would have been the hardest densest material that was coagulated at that point and this is way back you know at the formation of the earth so what makes sense is you know what the, the hypothesis is is that the hardest densest probably iron or something other you know thick and dense like that and that would have been that would have been the start of, of Earth. Mm -hmm. And then other other materials would have coalesced around that core as the Earth orbited the Sun. Uh -huh. So then the Earth's gravity influence became bigger the more mass it had. But it had to, in order to attract mass, it, there had to be some mass there to start with. So the, the theories that I was reading about had the most... Uh, the, mo the best guesses were that the farther down you go, the more dense the materials are. Just because at the beginning of everything, at the beginning of the Earth's life, it would have attracted, it, there would have been something heavy and dense and to attract more heavy and dense material and then lighter materials around. Mm. And then also there's a settling, settling aspect to it where it's kind of being shaken constantly. The lighter, 
the lighter and smaller particles go up to the surface away from the, the, the pole of gravity and the heavier, denser ones are attracted to the center where there is more gravity, where gravity has more influence on those those types of materials, so they would go down to the middle. So that's, I think that's what a lot of the, the best science is kind of based on. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy, I think you're right. It, it would be extremely difficult to go down there because the farther you get, the denser it is and the heavier the materials are. Therefore, the, the more difficult becomes the excavation. So that being said, like, I mean, obviously we're, we're I mean, we're not going to stamp it with impossible or possible just yet, but let's, like, negate the entire hole discussion or, like, drilling the hole discussion and let's say that we mm-hmm. did actually get a hole through the, through the earth. Yeah. So in the book there, or well, I, I can't say this firsthand, but in the in the story, the Jules Verne story, they just it, they're not drilling; they're just spelunking. Oh, so they're going through pre-existing tunnels. Yeah. Okay. That's well, right. let's say let's say that we did actually find a tunnel, or or somehow there exists a hole that goes straight through the center of the earth. The properties of that hole are pretty intense, at least based on the. I found an article that was literally about just this. It's like, I mean, like I've said a number of times, like I basically Googled, is it possible to dig a hole through the earth? And that came up as an article. So it would be 8,000 miles straight through, temperatures up to 6,000 degrees, and pressures up to 300 million times more than what we experience on the surface of the earth. But <laughs> if we did get a hole, through the center of the Earth, uh, there would be this really in- there would be some really interesting properties that would exist. Um, you couldn't actually like I mean a lot of people I think envision this and I've seen it portrayed in movies like where there is like some sort of train or something that like comes out one side of the planet goes through the other, and like they explain the uh, the acceleration of that vehicle or whatever. Uh, you know, based on gravity pulling it through to the middle of the earth and then kind of pushing it out the other side. But it's interesting because it's actually much harder to like fall into this hole that would in theory exist and then pass out the other side than it would seem. Um, So like, like, I mean, you would, you would experience all that, the effect of gravity that, that I just described where it's like you fall into the hole you hit the center of the earth, you experience weightlessness, but because you're already accelerating, you're still passing through. Uh, and then you, you're, you know, you're moving against gravity at that point, but because it's a straight through pass and you know, you've hit terminal velocity by the time you decelerate, you would hit the other side of the planet. So you would in theory, make it all the way through if you didn't hit any of the sides. However, there's something interesting that, that screws the entire thing up. Um, and it's called the, Coriolis effect? Did you find anything on this? Because it's like the most fascinating thing to me. How do you spell it? Coriolis? Please explain. C-O-R-I-O-L-I-S. So this is is the description. The surface of the Earth is constantly spinning at more than a thousand miles an hour. If you go deeper into the Earth, it is still moving all around you, but the mass inside doesn't have as far to travel. It's a bit like Mm. the lanes on a running track. The inside lane is the shortest, and they get lengthier as you move out. So if you jumped into the hole, you would soon be traveling faster than the sides of the hole around you, causing you to crash into the sides. Mm-hmm. So the only way to make it work would be to dig the hole straight through the Earth's poles, north to south. 
because then the Coriolis effect wouldn't apply, and then the hypothetical gets really interesting. (laughs) So, basically, you end up traveling six miles per second. Like, this is assuming that this isn't tearing your entire existence apart. Uh, Like I said, you've got the entire thing of, like, no gravitational pull right at the middle, and then you're pushing back through against it. Be really interesting. Um, and apparently it would only take 40 minutes to travel from one side to the other without any sort of acceleration. Just, like any sort of external acceleration. Just free-falling gravity. That's all it would take. Right. Wow. So, it, it, I mean, it's really, really crazy. There's a... Uh, I mean, like, I'll po- obviously I'll post this article, but I actually... I, and I, you know, I did this research a little while ago, so I don't even know if... <laughs> because we pull for the listenership... We pull all of our research together in an Evernote file. I can't remember if this is an article I pulled or if it's one that Jesse pulled. But if you really care about any of the math and the physics involved in this, there is an article that we have that shows everything about the Coriolis effect and essentially dropping from one, dropping into a hole on one side of the Earth, one side of the planet Earth, and falling out the other side. Um, it's really interesting. So I'll, I'll post both of those. Yeah, I see three articles in here about about gravity train, etc. Yes, that does and, uh, and derivatives there. That does lead to the next part: the gravity train, an actual project. <laughs> so the gravity train, however, is kind of like completely giving the middle finger to this entire difficulty of like, could you even drill a hole, um, like through any portion of the Earth's crust? But it, they're they're not they're not even bothering with the Coriolis effect. Uh, other than like you know, it, well, they are bothering with it, but that's a different story. So the point of this is, is that they're not they're not talking about drilling a hole from North Pole to South Pole, or from you know China to the U.S., or basically two points that are on either side of the, you know, what eight thousand miles, six thousand miles, whatever I just said, it was straight through the middle. This is actually a hole that would, in theory, in the in this wonderful gravity train theory would be from West Lafayette, Indiana, to Paris. Random. Super <laughs> random. Because, like, I mean, West when Lafayette. I'm in West Lafayette, Indiana, the, the place I think, man, you know what would be a great parallel to, to being here? <laughs> Paris, France. That's where I need to be right now. And it, Well, maybe, maybe you never want to get to Paris worse <laughs> than when you're in West Lafayette. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. But uh, the, the idea of this is that the... They, they, you put railroad on one side of this tunnel, so it's not like, it's not like the what I would envision the the hyperloop to be, or any sort of like tube tunnel and train. This is like you put the railroad tracks on one side of this like somewhat hole that is probably angled and not actually straight down, uh, and you just mm-hmm. you just like let it. the brakes off. <laughs> I mean, it looks like there's some. They mentioned fuel efficiency, so I'm assuming that there's actual like some type of propulsion. some type of propulsion. But it's an interesting, like it's really. I mean, I I think this whole thing is like an exercise in physics. It's not a real project. Like, I mean, it's a it's a real project in the terms of like, oh, we're going to talk about theoretical physics and we're going to you know talk about gravity and uh, natural acceleration or negative acceleration, and so we're going to use this as an example. That's what I think it is, but. Uh, nonetheless, uh, there's a couple articles about it which are just—they're just fun to read. If I mean, if you don't care about any of it at all, then it's not fun at all. But 
I mean, the Wikipedia page that we're that I'm going to post with it has uh, it looks like somewhere close to twenty to twenty five uh, theorems that you have to download because they're that big mm-hmm. of mathematical <sighs> derivation. I'm looking. Oh, at it is, this is this is, is hilarious. This is this is good. I, like I mean, this. They, like this is I'm... definitely an information rich topic. Like, there's no no avoiding <laughs> it. But it's uh, it's really it's really fascinating. The the idea that there would be a train that would travel from West Lafayette, Indiana to Paris is comedy enough. But the amount of research and <laughs> mathematics and physics that have been done on that concept are pretty funny. Yeah, I just scrolled down a little bit and saw the pi symbol. I'm out now. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clear, clearly, geometry is not your strong suit. Nah, it wasn't. Uh, it just looks really interesting, though. It's kind of cool to think about, like, to travel not through the core, like how you would traditionally think, but to travel because that actually gets rid of a lot of logistic issues. Like, it does. Oh. The temperature is one it's of them. It's home of Purdue. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue. Purdue University the the, the French word for lost. <laughs> and forgotten <laughs> how fantastic anyway uh yes it is it's an inter- it's interesting jimmy you do mention that like it does it does negate a couple of challenges one of which being the like the massive temperature differential to the surface mm-hmm. so you're like not competing with a huge i mean a huge amount of heat and pressure you are dealing with a lot of it but it's not nearly as significant as the center of the earth <sighs> So it's more like a center through a portion of the Earth, not, yeah. You know, the center journey through the side of the Earth. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a much different ride, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I actually think there's. I mean, the heat's a huge issue, obviously, but I think it's more of the to travel straight down the center. I think it's going to be the whatever is the density in the core that's going to be the biggest issue. Right. I don't think I, well, I think I think in any in any any part of drilling I mean like l- look at how we drill for oil or water or any any other recent like natural gas any other resources that are like beneath the earth's crust like none of it's easy mm-hmm. uh, and it's all volatile for the most part I mean maybe maybe not as much water but like it's any sort of drilling in the in this in the earth is volatile so I can't imagine like trying to build a tunnel that You've got to reinforce so it doesn't cave in on itself, mm-hmm. you know, through pretty dense layers of the earth. That's that probably alone is is considered to be impossible at this stage in humanity. The the other thing that I would like want to ask about is like, okay, so let's say you reinforce this tunnel. Let's say you're even. Let's say let's just say you're not even going through the center of the earth. Let's say you're doing this gravity train thing. You're going off the side, so you're not dealing with the hottest temperatures but you're still dealing with molten lava that the outside is only cold because of the vacuum of space right okay that's where the crust comes from essentially so would it be fair to say that that what is whatever is in the center of the earth or even under the crust can only i guess what i'm saying is there is no material that's on the crust that could withstand being inside of the earth everything would melt at that point that we have currently right even if we built rock even if we took that crust and put it down it would melt because it's just molten crust anyways right so we don't even have any materials that could actually go through this thing 
Well, clearly, this is why we have to go and mine minerals on Mars or on the moon first. All right. Okay. Good. I'll take that. Goodness, man. Let's say we go to a meteorite (laughs) and we get whatever is, well, that actually might work. (laughs) Yeah, that's <laughs> I, lo- I love hearing like the, the the tinge of possibility in your voice the second somebody uh, presents a ridiculous idea. Well, no, I I'm always you're so to be, optimistic. I'm always on the side of everything's possible. It's just you know I can't comprehend this one. This one's uh, they use pi in the equation. I can't do it. <laughs> that's comforting. Yeah, I was never good at circles in school. <laughs> Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> okay, so speaking of circles and uh, the emptiness that is there in the middle of circles, Jesse, you have something here about hollow earth theory. What what does that mean? Oh, man, this is really off. Uh, oh, I love it. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> so, all right. So in the book, the Jules Verne book, uh, what they, they find, they go down there, they, they navigate the crust, and it only takes them a, a day, week, some weeks, and they get down to this area where there's like an underground sea. Okay. And there's bio, bioluminescence on So it looks, they get down there and it looks like another earth oh. kind of thing. So there's a there's kind of an earth spinning within the earth. It's weird. But this is, this is an actual theory. <laughs> That there is, there's the crust, and then there's something, a space, and then there's another, there's like another world down there <laughs> in the middle. Uh, so in the book, there's there's all kinds of stuff. There's dinosaurs. Oh. And and I forget what all <laughs> what all else because I'm going off the movie partly, but I'm sure that there's a lot more. But are there dinosaurs in the ride, Jimmy? Uh, yes. Because I, I feel like that's always something that comes up. Yes. Uh, so this is, it is crazy. But let me see, because it was a few weeks ago that I looked this up at first. And there is no end of, like, YouTube videos <laughs> on this. And crazy conspiracy theories. And apparently the the hole that you would go down to get into this hollow earth is in Antarctica. And they, somebody thinks they found it because of a cloud pattern. So there was steam coming out of it, they say. And it's, they show you this video, and it's so convincing. It's, it's almost uh, definitive. <laughs> this video evidence almost definitive oh certainly so they've, they've pinpointed the location because there's steam coming out a certain way that it it kind of propagates it's not it's not coming from anywhere it's just coming up out out of the earth's crust if you can believe it okay wait and you better because you know it's oh, true all right and all the world's governments and uh, and What's the triangle? The, the Bermuda Triangle. The Illuminati. No, no. The, yes. Wait. They're trying to. They're trying to hide that. The from Deathly Hollows. Yeah. There's something in there that that we can't know about. Ah. 
That's just this is the first time I've heard of a conspiracy theory of governments, Jesse. <laughs> Certainly that's not possible. Yeah. No. But this is the hollow earth theory is is a really old idea. How far how far back? It's from Edmund the the first like actual scientific time that it got put down in a in a real in writing by a westerner. Well, I guess, okay, so it might be older than that. You have to, you have to take the, the Eastern and Native American people's, you know, religion and philosophies into account. Mm -hmm. But, but they don't look at things scientifically the way that Westerners do. And, you know, the scientific method. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to, to put down... I'm just I'm taking a huge hole for myself. Ah, yeah, into, the, into the center. Oh, that was a that was such a but, good pun. <laughs> so, um, so Edmund Haley in 1692 put forth the idea of Earth consisting of a hollow shell about 80 kilometers, uh, 500 miles thick. Two and then there's the two concentric shells in the middle, and then an innermost core. And then, in, this is the crazy part. So I think I think most people agree with the the kind of layers of the Earth, but it's just it's just in in the you know in the realm of sediments. Like there's a you can almost see it in, in some rock formations above ground, like in the Grand Canyon, where there's there's this layer, and then there's the sandstone, limestone. They all kind of diverge and, and coalesce and with each other so there's layers of, of different kinds of sediments you know, right uh -huh. but this is this is crazy because there's he's saying there's atmospheres in the middle in between the different crusts atmospheres so you can go down so he's you can go down 500 miles from the, the crust that we are on the outer crust you go down 500 miles, there's going to be another atmosphere. Huh. And then basically another surface where you could live. Okay. Down in the middle. And then down below that is another. And then down below that is the core. And there's an atmosphere in between each one. Is there any, like, is there Crazy. any credence to that being true at all? Like, it, like, I mean, even if there's not, like, an atmosphere and then you drill through, like, that earth material further and there's another atmosphere, is it possible that there's one, like, way towards the middle? Or has anything, any sort of research been done about exactly what's down in the middle of the earth other than just hypothesizing? So here's the thing what we know for certain about the middle of the earth is is basically nothing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've only been down. That's comforting. So his, <laughs> his, Edmund, Edmund Haley says, he thinks, 800 kilometers down that there's, that that's where, you know, you know that our crust is 800 kilometers thick, Okay. 500 miles. We've only been down 12 kilometers. Oh, man. Well, I, I guess yeah. there's no way to know then. 
So the, I guess the impossibility shouldn't be, is it possible to drill a hole? <laughs> because <laughs> thus far it has not been. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody really thinks anything is down there. I mean, nobody with the means to do anything about it really thinks that there is anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Anything worth going for, you know. Yeah, well, I so. think we're preoccupied with things that are a little more easier to grasp, like space travel and living on Mars and living on the moon. Living on the moon. <laughs> Those are all things. Yeah. Awesome. That's, uh, I mean, goodness, that like it, it's, it seems almost as vastly unde- undiscovered and unexplored as space. Yeah, there's a there's a related theory, which is the concave. Oh, I know, that one's insane. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to explain this one. If Jimmy got that excited about it, it's got to be good. Oh, Let's hear one. it. Ugh. Take a crack at it. Uh, okay, Jesse, you might have to correct me. I actually haven't done any research on this, but I've, I've actually read something about this before. So, the okay. Conclave okay. Earth is the idea that humans are actually inside of a sphere, and what instead of what would be the center of the sphere being like a solid core like we're talking about, that's where all the stars in the universe is. Okay, is that not right? Okay, let me think about this again. Yeah, no. No, yeah, I think you're, you're describing it right. I'm having a hard time visualizing it because anytime you visualize it's stars so... and space and the Earth in relation to each other, it is not the way you just described it. Right. So a bunch of the <laughs> theory... hurting my head. A bunch of the theory comes <laughs> off of the... This might be a bit of a stretch because I think I think I might be putting two theories together at the same time. But the way I heard about it is like about optical illusions, and your eyes are lenses, right? Yes. So everything we're perceived off of is through a circle already because your eyes are already spheres because they're lenses. So yes. certain things like it comes from the question of like why in space is everything a circle, and it's. It's off of the idea that we're kind of looking through everything through a fish lens, so the only way we can perceive things that are really, really big are in circles. Oh, this is hurting my head. Yeah, this is okay. Hang in there. <laughs> so basically what happens is, is that you are actually, if you, if you make a circle with your fingers, you, Kyle, are standing on the bottom inside ring of the circle and all the stars and space and everything, and actually all of the land that you see of the Earth is actually the outer rim, but on the inside. Nothing actually exists on the outside. So as you walk along the horizon, if you will, which starts to hurt your brain <laughs> to think about it. Right, but, exactly. You see, you see the trouble I'm having. Yeah, but if you, if you start walking down that line, your eyes are perceiving everything as, as everything is reversed, which yes. is insane. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it, it sounds to me like you're describing the same effect as if you concave, like, let's, for lack of a, a worse description, let's just keep going back to Disney stuff. Uh, when you're in the Haunted Mansion, there's these two busts that are there that seemingly follow your eyes, like they follow you as you move. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. is, is because it's, a, it's an optical illusion. They're actually concave uh, into the wall, uh, away from you, if you will. And so your eye has a hard time seeing that dimension in that type of, I don't know, environment. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it looks like they're following you. Is that kind of what you're describing, but you're describing the entire universe that way? Yes, but it would be the entire Earth. It just the universe happens to be inside of it. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, no, this one, this one's actually pretty cool. I remember reading it a little while ago when I was looking... I think I was looking up 
I don't know. I was up at two in the morning, not able to sleep. That's probably where I saw. Well, that sounds like the right thing for you to be doing. <laughs> it's probably before work. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty wild theory. But that yeah, that's interesting. The, is there the, any? You, I mean, wait, oh man, that hurts. Is there like any religious belief or foundation to the to like where that idea came from, or is it purely scientific? Mm. I don't remember what it is. I'm sure it's got some spiritual ties to it. Most most of the time when things get really wacky, crazy, there's some spiritual thing involved. <laughs> In Tibetan and Hindu Indian traditions and texts, an ancient kingdom called Shambhala oh. is described. It's a mythical place located somewhere around Inner Asia. It's amazing how embedded the theory of Inner Earth is within ancient cultures. Hmm. This is from the article... Uh, mind-blowing research suggests that Earth could actually be hollow. Interesting. That's just crazy. That's oh man. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on to the next part of this because that's just going to hurt my head for the rest of the night. <laughs> and now I won't be able to sleep. This is great. Well, actually, just stick a... on Conclave Earth for a second. If you want to travel to the center of that, you just need to travel straight up and go all the way through the universe, and eventually you'll hit India. Oh, 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 okay. That's, yep, that's right. You're right. You just fixed the entire problem. I guess episode over, everybody. I'm just saying, like, so that Whew. seems a lot more feasible to me than traveling through a, a super dense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This sounds like that type of thing where a teacher assigns some harebrained assignment, and the real answer is, like, oh, it's not possible at all. But some, like, jackass kid comes up with the theory that, nope, you know what it is? Is that if you go far enough away from the center of the earth, you will end up on the other side of the earth. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. It's like... You're that, it's you're like, that jackass kid, Jimmy. I knew that's, it. That's I knew fine. it this whole time. I mean, it all goes back to video games, man. I mean, like, if you're Pac-Man, <laughs> you go the furthest right of the screen. Where do you pop up? The left side. The of other the side. Yeah, yeah. You win this time, Nintendo. We're, all in, we're all in the Matrix. That's what this is. How about this? <laughs> so that same article I was just referencing, okay. the closing paragraph uh, proceeds thusly. The story of Earth... The story of Hollow Earth has not solely been tied to science fiction. I wanted to present some available information out there as it is a very intriguing subject. It's worthy to note that UFOs are consistently seen coming out of water. Maybe some of these objects are from advanced civilizations that live in the Earth's interior. Until we actually penetrate inner Earth, Hollow Earth remains a strong possibility. Oh, this hurts my head. (laughs) Well, I mean, we... I mean, you were saying, like, the entire center of the Earth is, like, really, really vast. But when you think about it, we haven't even explored, was it, like, even 30% of the ocean? Like, the right. ocean's above the crust. So, I don't know. It's going to take us a really oh. long time to get through all those and then go to the crust. Oh, my goodness. And then and then figure out that there is actually no outside and the stars are the center. <laughs> Wait to, to to counter to counter that your your last statement, Jimmy, about you know you end up in India. So what you're saying is, if I go far enough into India, I'm in outer space. Yes. Well. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's enough science for Kyle today. No, if you go into enough India, if you go, you mean in theory, if you just dig, if I don't know, that stuff hurts my brain. Can't take any more. <laughs> Let me just throw some pie in there, and we'll just call it a night. Okay. 
Jesse, you have Jesse, you have one more thing in your research called sky centrism. Sky centricism. Sky centrism. Oh, oh my. Okay. And you then your note next to it is whoa. Okay, I think this was something. I wrote this this outline several yes, weeks yes. ago. Yeah, our research is a little bit a little bit dated, but I can't imagine that there's been a lot of uh, advancements on journeying to the center of the earth uh, since we no. researched this. No, the only reason I say that is because uh, I don't exactly remember. No, what. no, yeah, sorry, I was, ex- I was, I was explaining for the audience <laughs> that we didn't feel the need to re-research our topic, because it's probably not super relevant. Right. I think skycentrism might be the name of what, what? Jimmy was just okay. talking about. That, that, that would so make the sense. Con- convex, concave earth, where we're living inside a sphere, and we're looking in all the time. So... Yeah, you know, I can yeah. see that term being used to describe that. Thank God there's yeah. not another harebrained yeah. thing behind that term. Whew. Would have been too much. Okay. But the hollow earth, the hollow earth stuff, there's a lot more to it. And uh, I feel like we didn't do it justice, but, you know, we did We did touch on it. Well, yeah, I mean, what... And I think, I think most of it is crazy, so... You do have an article here yeah. called When the World Screamed. It's a mm-hmm. story written by... Uh, Sir Arthur um, Conan Doyle. Yes, Doyle. What, what is what? What is the relevance of that article to uh, the uh, the relevance is of the the stories that they somebody some scientist decided I'm going to drill into the earth and find out what's down there. So he he constructed this drill, and uh, it was a big event. A lot of people came. They started drilling, drilling, drilling farther, farther, farther. And then the earth let out a scream, and the drill was enveloped in the earth, and the hole closed up and killed it. Wow. Killed everybody? I don't remember. Maybe it didn't. But, uh, Covering the spectators yeah. with a noxious liquid in the process is what the... Uh, and Okay, that sounds that's good. I mean, that's what the Wikipedia like says. Cool. Yeah, that maybe that works. works. Have you started reading that book yet? So basically, Are you going to read that book? I, I finished it. It's just a short story. Ah. But the so the point is the Earth objected to being drilled in that manner. Interesting. And if, I wonder if that's not too far from the truth. We explain why we haven't had very much progress in this uh, in any sort of effort of journeying or traveling or drilling to the center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that the Earth would would revolt like that in such a, you know, a visceral yeah, way. Yeah, not a personified way, just, maybe, but mm-hmm. maybe in a little more passive, natural way. Kind of like getting back to what we started with. It's just denser and denser the farther you go down. So maybe you you would drill down to a certain point, and then, you know, the, the carbide bits that we're using aren't going to be strong enough to, to go anymore. Right. We don't. We maybe just don't have the technology to drill down as far as we want to go. And that is why we need different materials. <laughs> to the meteors, Zylon. Zylon. Oh no. Okay, let's let's wrap this one up. This is no. It, it was fun. Like I, I have fun. a feeling. I like being like. I, I mean, I just made a crack at it. Like, oh, there's not a lot of like progress in this in this avenue that happens overnight, but I have a feeling we're going to revisit this topic because it's, it's, you know, 
pulling at the sky centrism one, uh, model, like the, it, there's a lot of vastness to this topic that I think we, I mean, if we would have just kept pulling at that thread, I think we would have found a lot more interesting uh, mythicism and uh, people who have attempted to try to, you know, try efforts of drilling down far enough. Like, I mean, what not, I, surprisingly enough, I, in my research or anybody else's, to my knowledge for this topic, we did not, like, we don't know who does hold the record for drilling the deepest in the earth. We don't know who's tried it. I think, I think uh, there's a lot more to did, explore. Yeah, I did find an article in BBC that, that had the figure 7.6 miles. I think that's about the 12 kilometers that I referenced before. Oh, yeah, you know what? You've got that. Yeah, 0.2% of the distance to the core. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you have an article about but, it that I've, I'll post to the, the website. But I, I don't remember it saying who did Or that. why. Or why. Yeah. Was it just because, or was it was there a reason? Did so, did they think something was down there that they wanted at? Because like really, like the biggest push I could see for the motivation to to try that, like other than like gravity the gravity train project, where like there's literally zero fuel consumption in travel, uh, would be that there's some sort of natural resource down there that we want to mine for some reason that we need to get at some untapped resource we don't know about. That that would be the that would be something I could envision as a main motivator to attempt to drill further than the seven point six miles that yeah. we've done thus far. I can see that. But that being said, do you think this is possible? Like, do you think it, do you think it'll ever be possible to to drill through any port? Do you think any portion of this is possible? Hmm. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. If I had to choose something that is possible, you would have to be like the gravity train idea, not going all the way through. And it, that's crazy. That's crazy that I just said that the gravity train idea is possible. It's more possible than traveling to the center of the Earth. Center that we don't even know what the center is. We, we, we don't know what it is or where it is, for that matter, right. based on this stupid sky centrism. You guys have ruined my day. <laughs> you really messes with your head, man. Hey, did you... Did you guys, either of you, see that uh, that machine that they use to burrow under cities and make the, the yes, subway tunnels? Yes, those things are cool. What if we just pointed that straight down? Well, I kind of was thinking think that is like you know, like that those those carbide bits that you were talking about. I mean, like we we're kind of talking about a lot of this is from the angle that we're drilling, like with a single bit. But like those those like mm-hmm. multi carbide like subway tunnel like tunneling machines are really interesting and they have a lot of ability to with really like not super strong materials like just chip away at the the rock and you know mountains and foundations of cities yeah, exactly. so i wonder if something like that time and they just right and they kind of build a tunnel as they go and it's a yeah the, mach- the a machine is what self-contained itself. yeah it's a, a burrower it's like a mole i would love to to have that happen that would be pretty neat to find out, you know, just to, to see what's down right. there and how far it can get. Huh. But I bet no one's going to spend the money. No, on that, that seems like a like I said, unless there's some sort of resource down there or something, some motivator yeah. that's mostly money based. I don't see it happening. Plus, when you build that with that machine, you're you're creating a concrete tunnel, right? So I mean, you can get down pretty far, but then like, oh, what? I'm just in a concrete tunnel. But if you wanted to do the gravity train thing, I would think that's how you'd do it. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, that's completely a fair argument. You're not. I mean, you're you're really not doing anything too different conceptually than a subway. It's just you uh-huh. know, it's a lot a lot what, deeper. Yeah, what are you gonna find? Are you gonna reach the molten rock layer? The well, are you gonna fall fall through the atmosphere of the of the layer below? Huh. Man, <laughs> this is just such a trippy topic. Like. I, I love it. I think it was great. This is this was a fun episode. I'm really happy we decided to do this at 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot here. Okay. That's well, cool. we're definitely going to revisit it. I think. I. I mean, probably not anytime soon, but we'll definitely come back to it. Well, especially because you're going to be thinking about how you might be looking at the stars and looking inward. <laughs> yeah, I might be looking down instead of looking up, like I've thought my entire life. 32 years of lies. Well, if we're inside of a sphere, that means gravity still works because if something's still spinning, you'd be sucked to the outside of it, right? Mm-hmm. You mean, you mean yeah, it's, centripetal, it's either it's centripetal force versus uh, gravitational force? Yeah, it could be centripetal, but then your perception would be the exact same. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay, what are we talking about next week? We're going to travel back to a, a time we once knew. Oh, yeah? It was called the first episode of Impossible Things Podcast. Oh, man. So we're going back in time? We're going to revisit something that we visited long ago. Wow. That sounds ominous. Does anybody remember what the first episode was other than Jesse, who clearly knows? Well, I mean, I do. Oh, what was it? Time travel. What? Yep. Time travel? Yep. It's true. (laughs) That's how this whole thing started. Oh. How can you not remember? Well, I feel that? like we've been here before. Which is funny because, like, what, what? So, okay, so how long was that episode ago? Like three years, two years? Uh, 2013, 2012? Oh, goodness. I'm probably logged into the website right now. I should, I'm going to go back and check because <laughs> I can. So it's the I, greatest thing. I would be interested to. All right, so here's what I'm going to do I am not going to listen to that podcast, I'm not going to listen to the first one. And I'm August of 2013. Wow. So three years ago. Okay. So I'm not going to listen over. to it because I have a feeling that my opinions may have changed in the last three years. Okay. I, I think a fun thing. I think a fun thing to do would be none of us listen to the old episode. We just come back at it as if it's a brand new topic to us. Right. And then we go back and listen to it again. Maybe post them both together and just and then do like a follow up episode of like how much of a hypocrite we are (laughs) (laughs) where we all initially said like oh it's possible it's not possible and then we countered on ourselves we all switch and we all counter it's gonna be perfect okay well that that might be fun but i'm still gonna listen oh you would you're you're the consummate researcher that's why i won't tell you that i did okay well how are how are we gonna know without going back in time to hear it or forward in time Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Time travel. It is. We will uh, talk about that next week. Thanks for listening. Time travel revisited. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you in the past. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible.